0: The Pelicans fall to the Phoenix Suns 100-112. It was a tale of two halves for New Orleans. A good one and a bad one, and we're going to look at them both in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Wednesday, day after the Pelicans fall to the Phoenix Suns, 100-112. Again, tale of two halves for New Orleans. There's a good one and a bad one. We're going to look at them both in today's show. And then talk a little bit about Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Jackson Hayes and Kyra Lewis Jr., because the Pelicans are struggling with their play right now, and it's leading to losses like this. But before we get to all of that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. And don't forget, make sure Locked On Pelicans is your first listen every single day. We are free and available five days a week, no paywall, on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Let's Let's take a look at the Pelicans' 100-112 loss to the Phoenix Suns. Look, if you watched this game and stayed up late to do so, for a while, you were feeling really good. The Pelicans had a 20-point lead in this one, and things were kind of rocking. Herb Jones playing excellent defense, just kind of covering Devin Booker in this one. Booker didn't get going until a little bit late in the fourth quarter, and even then, he finished 7-of-20 on the night. Just two of eight from three. He finished, of course, with 18 points, but he had a very off game, and it was due to the defense that Herb Jones was playing on him. That dude is amazing. He should have a long career in the NBA if you defend at that level and just even have a mediocre offensive game. I cannot tell you how good he was in this one. Of all the five Pelican starters, Herb Jones is the only one that had a positive plus minus that helped... Because he took an elbow to the face and had to leave the game and did not return. It was Valentunas who accidentally elbowed him in the face. But the Pelicans were winning the minutes when Herb Jones was out there on the court. And the rest of the starters, when he wasn't, weren't. That's something that, again, has kind of been a theme all year long. But New Orleans, defensively, was, was right in this one for the first two and a half, three quarters of the game. They forced... Uh, They grabbed 17 steals in this one while forcing 19 turnovers for the Phoenix Suns. And this is kind of what I've talked about, right? There's a team that if they kind of play the way they want to, could be really good. And they were, again, a 20-point lead. Because what they were doing is they were forcing a turnover. Then they were getting out in the fast break off of those turnovers and scoring. They scored 30 points off turnovers in this game. They had 19 points in fast break opportunities. Easy offense off of those live ball turnovers, which steals are. So you get down the court, you get an easy bucket, and look, transition opportunities mean you're not as reliant on a guy like Zion or Brandon Ingram. You just get the high percentage shots, high efficiency shots that give you easy offense. So for a team that struggles to score when you can live in transition like that, when you can live off turnovers like that, your offense all of a sudden starts to look pretty good. And they did look good for a period of time in this game. You had Valanchunas scoring 23 points, 14 boards from him. You had Josh Hart, who had his best offensive game that we've seen from him in a while. He went for 16 points. And things were good enough, right? Anytime the Phoenix Suns started to get back in this, they were a little bit sloppy too, which kind of played into New Orleans' hands. But Devontae Graham for a while was excellent. He grabbed four steals on the night. Garrett Temple with a weird kind of bench unit. He's back from injury. Had four steals. He was pretty good. Or sorry, he had three uh four steals in this one. Naji Marshall got in on the action grabbing three steals. They were active. They were defending. And it meant the offense didn't have to play in the half court and they could just kind of go and do their things, get high percentage looks. And life was good. Life was really really good for a while. And you you even saw like the best of Willie Green in this one, right? When he was talking to rookie um as, as I completely blank, Trey Murphy in this one, where he pulled him out of the game and says, I'm not you know, calling you out, I'm calling you up. And you kind of saw the way he connects with players, and it was just a great moment. They fought, right? They were undermanned. They punched above their weight with, with the Western Conference champions and were in position to potentially beat them on the road. There's a good team somewhere here hiding below the layer of crap that is this franchise right now. It's annoying that the Zion Williamson injury stuff, and look, he deserves crap, so does the front office, is distracting us from the fact that there's like a team that just wants to fight, right? It's like how I have abs below a layer of fat here that are just hiding. And if we actually did the work, they'd be there. If this team had, had Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson, they could actually be quite good. Because they're missing their two best players, 50 points on the bench basically, you're going to lose the game. You might be able to stay in contention for a while, but ultimately you don't have the horses to keep up. And that's what we'll talk about coming up here next. So that was the good. What about the bad in this game, which was really the fourth quarter? And let's talk about that before we get into, in the third segment, a little bit of talk around Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Jackson Hayes, and Kyra Lewis Jr. But before we get to that, this episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they're going to have depend Wi-Fi, an endless supply of front French fries and McFlurries, and coffee as well. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge and it's a place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. Seriously, it's the best road trip. Stop. Um, I swing by there all the time after Pelicans games. Coming home late, covering the game. Want to make sure I'm giving you guys the best podcast possible. Grab some food, fuel up a little bit for a late night of recording. It's there for me. I appreciate McDonald's for them. So, head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect to Did someone say maybe Locked On Pelicans watch party there? McDonald's, I'm loving it. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're here and available five days a week for you all, free. No one else talking to you like this. When something happens, I'm right here. How many podcasts didn't have a show out yesterday? When you have this news around Zion Williamson, we need to talk about things. We're here, dependable. Five days a week. So, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Leave a five-star review with a comment and tell a friend about the show. So, we're talking about the Pelicans' 100-112 to loss to the Phoenix Suns. It was good for a little while. I enjoyed watching that game. I like seeing a team that competes and fights and just isn't going to give up. It's, it's refreshing from kind of the crap that we saw last year or in ADs last year here. There's really likable players. Val Shunis is freaking awesome, right? Herb Jones, I almost want to buy a Herb Jones jersey. That's how good he's been. I love something like that. But ultimately, they still were undermanned against the Phoenix Suns. And in the fourth quarter, you really kind of saw that. Everything that kind of had been good for New Orleans went away in the fourth quarter. And look... It's not like a knock on this team. You're down Brandon Ingram. You're down Zion Williamson. You you know, what do you expect? Yes, they didn't have DeAndre Ayton, but, you know, that's still a better team. It's a team that went to the finals last year. You're on the road. They were uncharacteristically turning the ball over for a little bit. When things kind of leveled out, right, regresses to the mean in terms of play, they are going to pull ahead. So, yeah, it was a 20-point lead, but ultimately, eh, that wasn't going to really matter here when you kind of looked at the rosters. And in the fourth quarter... Chris Paul decided he had had enough of this game and took over, and the Pelicans didn't have an answer whatsoever for him. He was masterful. Pulling the strings in the pick and roll, getting their bigs, particularly JaVale McGee, on rolls to the basket. uh, JaVale McGee had seven points in the fourth quarter. He was perfect three of three from there. Chris Paul... Also, 5 of 5. So when they decided to try and take the roll man away and went under on screens, played drop coverage, he just murdered the Pels in drop coverage by hitting mid-range jumpers. He was 5 of 5 from the field in there for 12 points. He was a plus 18 in the fourth quarter. There's just no answer for that, right? Like, there's no elite stopper out there on the wing. And without Herb Jones, again, who left the game... There's not a whole lot that they were going to be able to do. Devin Booker went four for four in the fourth quarter. There was no one to kind of stop this team. As good as Devontae Graham had been defensively, it wasn't going to be enough. And they just don't have some of that talent on the wing. And look, Nikhil Alexander-Walker has been bad on you know in the backcourt, particularly defensively. We'll talk about him coming up here in a second. Same for Kyler, Kyra Lewis Jr. There's just no one defensively can kind of keep up with a guard like that that's going to try and shut him down. And without Herb Jones to take away Devin Booker, it was just kind of like easy pickings, I think, to a degree, for the Phoenix Suns to really get back into this game. They stopped turning the ball over. Um, They only had one turnover in the fourth quarter, and New Orleans just saw their offense dry up because of that. They really struggled shooting because they were trying to play in the half court. They started getting a little bit desperate and chucking up bad shots, and it just fell apart. They scored just 18 points in the fourth quarter on 6 of 22 shooting. They were 2 of 12 from 3, is what the Pelicans were. That's 27% and 17%. 18 total points. The Phoenix Suns, 36% on 65 shooting, 65% shooting, 65 shooting. It's just kind of one of those things, like, I, I want to be upset about this, but again, they punched above their weight for so long, they had played so well. I, I don't really know, you know, what, it, what to say, right? Like, they just don't have the closers. Nikki Alexander-Walker is not it. Uh Devontae Graham is not a guy that's going to be that kind of killer for you down the stretch, able to kind of get his own shot. He was one of five, right? No Brandon Ingram, who's at times been reliable at that, but kind of inconsistent at best. And no Zion. And Valanciunas at one point just couldn't get a call. The refs weren't calling anything in this game. So he goes 0 for 3. I just kind of shrug, right? Like like you see the thumbnail for the the show here, and I'm just kind of shrugging because like, I don't know. Like, what are they supposed to do? This is just kind of how it is, right? Like they're competitive late in the game, but they don't just have the guys to carry you across the finish line. So when a team kind of figures it out over the course of a game and makes adjustments, they're going to win because New Orleans without Brandon Ingram and without Zion Williamson, is just down in terms of manpower, in terms of talented basketball players. This roster wasn't as good as a lot of people were making it out to be, something I've been saying since summer league, right? Saransky isn't a factor. Garrett Temple isn't that big of a factor. Those are not guys you can rely on. It's your stars. And when they're not playing for New Orleans, you're going to lose. It's just the reality of it. This team's going to fight night in, night out, right? But are they going to be able to get across the finish line regularly to kind of hold it down until Zion Williamson comes back and the cavalry comes in to maybe right the ship? I don't I don't think they're going to be able to do it. It's just kind of the reality of the situation right now. So we're left... Either watching ping pong balls this early in the season, which like I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to subject you all to all of that right now. But we're looking at then growth from guys like Herb Jones, from Devontae Graham, Nikhil Alexander, Alexander Walker, and all of those guys. We're looking for bright spots to see if there's anything the Pelicans can do to try and get back in contention. But on a night-to-night basis, they're going to try hard. They should make you very proud. They just don't have the talent to win a ton of games, particularly ones that are close in the fourth quarter. It's just going to be how it goes, Uh, particularly it's good teams, right? Like, I don't know, you know, moral victories are are a thing, but it's ultimately a loss for the Pelicans. And it's just disappointing, which is kind of the way the season's gone so far. There there isn't really another way to kind of try and describe it. It just kind of is what it is. They're going to make you proud, but they're not going to win a whole lot of games. It just kind of sucks, unfortunately. So we've got to talk about Other things, we got to just kind of accept that we don't need to have necessarily unrealistic expectations for the Pelicans. It's kind of that simple. So ultimately, it's a one hundred to one twelve loss to the Phoenix Suns, and I am just like, yeah, that's kind of how it went. Like, I don't know what else to say. I wish I could give you deeper analysis of it, but sometimes it's just kind of really that that simple. Like the guys we expected to be were good. We're good. They fought hard, and then the better team won the game at the end of the day. Which is you know, probably in some, some sense Like the just result But guys who didn't show up in this one And who they need to be absolutely be better Were Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kyra Lewis-Junior And Jackson Hayes These were going to be really important players for the Pelicans this year They're struggling, let's talk about it Coming up here next in today's episode Of Locked On Pelicans Before we get to that though Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans Is brought to you by Built Bar I love Thanksgiving, all the good stuff The good food, treats, and there's plenty of them Maybe you want a great dessert but it, that isn't so full of calories and sugar. And that's why it's the perfect time for built Bars. Bilt Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Bilt Bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut Bilt Bar, or go for a raspberry Bilt Bar instead of that raspberry pie. There's lots of good flavors to replace Any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high in protein, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Built bar is a great option for when you're hungry. And if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, you can go for a built bar or two. So share some at your family gatherings. It's going to make things. Less awkward, and maybe Aunt Betty hasn't even tried a Built Bar yet. There's new surprises all month long with limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. so check the site often. If you can get those coconut, uh, not the coconut, the Churro Puff Bars or the Coconut Brownie Chunk Bars, absolutely give those things a try. There's no, And there's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday sale, so mark your calendars. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order again. That is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. And BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code. It's Locked On to receive your bonus. It's free money right there. It's like you've already won a bet. Whether it's basketball, football, baseball, um, which just ended, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, and available on YouTube. Subscribe, tell a friend about the show, and leave a Five star review with a comment. And for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints with the great host Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold in that big win over the Tampa Bay Bucks and what's going to happen with the QB situation. So we're talking about the Pelicans' loss 100 to 112 to the Phoenix Suns, and some guys just didn't show up. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker, in 30 minutes of action, was a minus 16, by far the most on the team. And when you watch him play, it kind of tells that story. He was 4-14, two of 2-6 of from 3. You know, he didn't have a turnover, but 2 assists, 2 steals, 2 rebounds, that's it. He's been bad this year. And defensively, he hasn't been good either, and you've seen Willie Green not close with him. He closed with Garrett Temple over Nikhil Alexander-Walker. If I told you that at the beginning of the year, you'd either want Willie Green fired, or things must have gone bad for Nikhil. It's the latter. He's just been bad. Like there's no other way to put it. He's making this game way too hard for himself. He's taking heat check shots when he's like regularly missed, and he's just not making anything easy. And it's a shame because this is a guy that the Pelicans need to be better than he is, right? We just talked about it. They don't have the people to win very many games. But if Nikhil was playing even as an average starter, not even above average at this point, maybe they'd have a chance in some of these, right? Maybe they could weather some of the runs that other teams are making, but he's been really, really bad. They need to work with him on simplifying his game. You know, he's been an inconsistent shooter at best. Um, His whole career in the NBA so far, but they need to figure out a way to just drop simple plays that start to get him going and maybe build some of that confidence back up because you can see it's affecting him. I'm glad that the Pelicans are really there supporting him. You saw Zion Williamson do it the other night in the game with um, the Kings, but they need him to be better. He has not been, you know, he'll get a chance tonight against the Sacramento Kings to maybe make amends. Their defense has not been good. But he has really struggled. And I don't really have an answer to it other than run some things and see if that gets him going. But if not, this is gonna have to be one of those things where you probably bench him for a little bit and take him out of the rotation like they did Jackson Hayes and hope that, you know, kind of the time away from playing really kind of wakes him up. The problem is that just kills the Pelicans even more because you're getting into this already somewhat thin bench. It means you're gonna need to play a guy like Saturansky. Is that better than Nikhil? You know, probably not, but I don't know if you can keep playing Nikhil for the amount of minutes that he's getting right now with how little he's giving you. Again, the shot selection is questionable. He's struggling to finish inside, you know, and the defense has been bad, you know, at least try and lock in on that side of the ball, you know, kind of contribute in a way like Herb Jones does, but he's not even capable of doing that right now. And It's really unfortunate because the team needed him to be significantly better. Same for Kyra Lewis Jr. and Jackson Hayes, to be honest. Kyra Lewis Jr. is 2 of 8 in this one. He had some nice moments in that lineup with uh, Garrett Temple, but he, again, is struggling to shoot. 0 for 3 from deep, 2 of 8 from the field overall. Two assists. Two turnovers. That's it. Like, that's a bad stat line. They need more from him because they they needed these guys to take a step forward. It was banking on a lot of internal growth, right? Like that's what I'd said. That was their biggest thing. The only real move, the two moves they made were Valentunes and Devontae Graham. And it wasn't like a ton of reinforcements coming in. Graham's been above average, not a leader, not amazing, not even good good. Maybe good. Um, Valanchunas has been excellent, but they need more help than that to try and, you know, weather an injury or two, which they're dealing with now. And Kyra Lewis Jr. has not lived up to that, unfortunately. And then same for Jackson Hayes looked like he was going to take a leap, right? He was one of six in this game, five rebounds. That's it. You know, six points. Uh, it's not great. I don't, I don't really know what to say. Like he's just kind of looked lost out there. He kind of looks like he doesn't really have a position. Is he a center? Is he a power forward? I'm not really sure and that's kind of a problem that yeah I don't really know where he's supposed to kind of fit and again when it comes to late in the fourth quarter in a game that the Pelicans could win they just don't have the people to carry him over and these guys not taking a step forward has been a big big problem with that we'll look at even more with Nikhil though because I think he's the most interesting one and the guy that they really needed to have that you know kind of be the guy that that was going to take a step and maybe be the third best starter on the team but that has clearly not been the case but New Orleans loses it's just kind of that simple it's just one of those things I shrug I wouldn't get too upset over this one they made you know I think the Pelicans made you proud I was happy watching them but ultimately they're going to fall and if if you're all for tanking you're probably feeling pretty happy right now so that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Don't forget, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Available five days a week for you all. No paywall, we are free. So go subscribe, tell a friend about the show, and leave a five-star review. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow as they take on the Sacramento Kings. Second night of a back-to-back tonight. We'll recap it tomorrow.